Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is a man shaped like a Homigo Hemadron. It's Frank. How are you today? Squirt? Yeah. Squirt? I nailed that. I I nailed it, didn't you did. I? You nailed it. Totally. Om- yep. Omega Hedron. Omega Hedron. Omega Hedron. Omega Hedron. Omega Hedron. Anyway, mm-hmm. whew, that was tough. Friggin Frank, it. how how the heck are you today? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. No baby yet, um, as of this recording. So, uh, few few weeks to go. Uh, but we'll, we'll we will see. We will see. Um, heck, by the time you no, actually, by the time you hear this, there, there probably still won't be a baby, most likely. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's it. I'm drinking I'm drinking a beer um, that I'm eager to share with you because it is not a beer that you can get. Anywhere, I picked it up at a local brewery um, or brew pub, actually, here in town. And uh, so it has no distribution or anything, but I was excited to uh, to bring uh, some home with me. It is the Chapel and Main Ponyhof Pilsner. Chapel Whoa. And, Chapel and Main is a local brew pub here in town. We went there for dinner a few nights ago, and um, I picked up a four-pack to bring home. And uh, this Pilsner is very um, refreshing it's uh uh it's I, I've been I've really been into the loggers and pilsners lately, man. And it's um it, it fits the bill. It fits the bill. It's everything you want. I'm, I mean, you're speaking my language with the loggers and the pilsners. Yeah. Like that's 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 my sweet spot. Yeah. Um and I like most of the beer, but that's my sweet spot. Um so I have a special beer that I'm not going to drink this week. I was going to. Um I was gonna drink it. It was given it was given to me quite recently. Mm. And I was all ready to do the special beer. Um, but then I looked in my fridge and realized that I had older beer that I had to drink first. So that one's on the back burner, but that's just a tease because it's got a cool story attached to it, which is why I'm teasing it. Um, but for now, I am just drinking a Sam Adams Alpine Lager. Ah, um, nice. Speaking of, yes. so we got a, a Pilsner and a Lager. Yes, yes, indeed. The um, the two things that you are into right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This Alpine is great, though. It might truly be one of my, um, it might truly be one of my favorites. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed. It. I need to pick up more of those actually, because uh, yeah, you turned me on to that, and I need to. I re- I quite enjoyed it, so I, I need I need more of those for the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Listen, Frank. The thing of speaking of things we we enjoy, it's another episode of superhero slapback. Superhero slapback. Something, something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We don't have a theme well, song for this. Yeah. No, we don't. Do we have uh, a theme song? No, we don't. No. Slap back, um, baby, slap back, slap back. There we go. Slap back. I don't take crap except when I watch crappy superhero movies. Um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, and here, yeah, and here we are. Maybe not the worst one, but 
But it ain't good, Frank. It's and not it, it, great. It's not good. And that movie is 19 Black and Blacks 84. Supergirl. 84. I knew it was something. I knew it was pre Quest for Peace, but I couldn't That's right. remember That's exactly where. And truly, in the declining scale of super family movies, it fits right in snugly between th- Superman 3 and 4. Honestly, yes. It, it, it really does. It fits in in terms of quality uh, across the board. Like It, it, it is a, a gradual decline from Superman 2 to 3 to, to Supergirl to 4. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I agree. I'm going to go on a limb based on our superhero slapback rewatches in which we watch uh, all superhero movies in chronological order from the time of their release, starting with Superman 78. Why not Adam West 66? No one will know because we already did an episode on it probably. <laughs> sure. Um, but We did. Um, we did. Um, but uh, I don't love Superman 2. The way that other people do. Yeah, well, I think we, I think we, we, had, we touched on that. Yeah, yeah, we I, did. Neither, so I'm, I, I don't yeah. have the same attachment to it either. It's certainly better than three, four, and Supergirl. But, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't love it the way a lot of it. I think that, I think the people who grew up, um, seeing Superman seventy eight and then seeing Superman two, um, have a a uh, more of a, uh, sentimental uh, attachment to to seeing like a sequel that was still outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas at the time sequels usually sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, they sure did. And and in 1980, you got both Superman two and uh, Empire Strikes Back. You got this in- incredible two sequels that were you know just outstanding quality. So, um, I think that's that's part of sort of I don't want to say it's just nostalgia. Um, but it it doesn't it doesn't hold the same to me as as Superman seventy eight does. No, no, the Donner cut um is better. But I agree with um. That. But anyway, so it, so it slides from one to for me it slides from one to two to three to Supergirl mm. to four. Yeah, and I thought it started strong. This is the second time that I've seen it. The first time was before we started watching um, and podcasting about Supergirl on Supergirl TV Talk. Yes, in fact, that we reviewed first- it back then. If you want to listen, I'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to listen to our review from 2015, <laughs> um, what do we sound like? We're so young. We, so I actually naive. listened to it. I actually listened to Did it you? right after I watched the movie. Yeah. Um, what what did we say about it? Um, <laughs> Has my opinion changed? Ah, well, we'll see. I mean, no, we, we both thought it sucked then. <laughs> we thought it sucked Word. now. Um, Word. Yeah, yeah. So, no, not good. Um, you, you know what? I what I I had this issue where I was always comparing, not always comparing it, but I was mostly comparing it to the show because yeah. that's so firmly rooted well, in my brain yeah. now. Well, so that's interesting because we watched this before the show started. The, uh, the Correct. This review, right. yeah. From 2015 yeah. is, is from a few months before the show started, about six months before the, the series started. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, interesting. Now, in light of the series, what were your, like, what kind of points of comparison were you making? Um, I thought that stuff, I mean, this might be the same as before, but I thought stuff came from nowhere. Yeah. Like, even, so, like, her name is, she designs her name as Linda Lee. Mm-hmm. For reasons that's from that's Be- from the comics, like Linda Lee. I, oh, Linda I know Danvers. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it is. But like, Kara is a regular name. Yes, it is a human name. Like it thus, is a human name. Thus, our our you know on on the show, she's Kara. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah. So like, what I actually th- I was struck that it was Kara because I had that I didn't remember that. So when the show started calling her Kara. From the pilot, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I care." I was going to take me a while to, you know, right, snap right. out of care. Yeah, adjust to that. 
we did, but the but it continued with the show, what the movie had done, which yeah. I which I found interesting and even a nice touch. Like they had decided to, you know, move in that direction with Kara instead of Kara. But um, so I was struck by that. But like, I want to say that Supergirl was a wet noodle in this movie. <laughs> like I don't know if that's the right. I don't know if that's the right way to use the term. But she just like she was basically fully formed. Yeah. Like when she sprung out of the water, there was really no uh, learning curve for her as Supergirl. Like there was learning to do as Kara, not oh sorry as Kara. No, as Linda Lee. This is where it gets confusing. Yes, it um, does. as Linda as Linda Lee, she had a learning curve. Yeah, uh, like basic humanity, but as Supergirl, she didn't have any kind of mm. growth at all. Yep. And then, but like her Supergirl persona is basically the like slightly serious mode of Kara Zor-El that we first see in Argo City. So she's just kind of like, I don't know, she just kind of floats quite literally sometimes from like event to event. And she takes a long time to act like when stuff's yeah. happening. Yeah. Like the, one of the biggest action sequences of this movie is the bulldozer mm-hmm. rolling slightly fast. Yes. Like in the direction, like it was just a lot of reaction shots, and I'm like, just slight move, move out of the way, move a just little to, faster, like just or move yeah. at all. It kind of reminded me of the scene from the first Austin Powers movie where they're on the steamroller, and he's like, move, move out of the way, and there's a guy just screaming, no, <laughs> and you see he's like he's moving so slow, yes. and he doesn't move, and he gets crushed. That's kind of what this felt like to yes. me. Yes, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what the whole movie was just. <laughs> and I feel like I was the guy getting crushed. I could have stopped yep. it at any time, but I just kept yep. it just kept rolling over me. I know. I just. What struck me right from the beginning, and I think it struck me the first time, too, is like, Peter O'Toole, what are you doing in this movie? So you said the same thing in 2015. Did I see? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it's true. Because it's like, what the hell is he doing in this movie? You're Lawrence effing Arabia. Right? Like, Like, what are you doing in this movie? Honestly, though, honestly, from his perspective, it's like he, he didn't have to do that much. To get probably a decent payday, and oh, and, yeah, sure. and you know he probably only showed up for a few days of filming, like like yep. a great I, deal I, for him. I but... get in some ways, I get why it, he's following the Brando, yes. Alec Guinness, yes. like I'm the wise, older, experienced, mm-hmm. um, highly um, uh, sought, sought after, after yeah. um, and qualified actor to give some kind of prestige to these proceedings. And so I understand that, except that Superman 78 and Star Wars are good. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But but I mean, it is it is it is stunt casting by the by the producers, the Salkinds, who also produced the the first three Superman films. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, they just they're pulling the they, they had look those. These guys had a a bag of tricks, and they just kept coming back to the the same tricks because that's what they sort of knew to do. They had no real passion for making movies. They were essentially investors, and they looked at everything as a business tra- transaction of, I will buy the rights to a story and make a movie that will make me a lot of money. Um, and, and they were very sort of um, – uh, oh, what's the word? They, they were very um, – business-like about it i can't think of the word i'm thinking of right now but but like they, mm-hmm. there was no sort of 
clinical, I think, is, is the word that I'm looking for. They were very clinical about everything. It was not about the art of it or even the science of it. It was about how can this thing make me money? But here's the crazy bit. It's not good. So it will not make you money. The thing is, they don't. Know, they didn't know what good was. Like they, they could read this script and read the Superman seventy eight script and not see a difference between it. And that's that's the truly maddening thing about it is that they that they were not really movie makers. Like, or they didn't really have an appreciation for what makes a good story. Like, what's yeah, different? Or like, potentially literate. I, right, I yeah. mean, honestly, like, you, you yeah. one would think because they are uh, the, this film, like you said, she doesn't really grow like she's essentially the same at the end as she was at the beginning she takes a detour through learning how to be linda lee but like cara zorel um on um argo at the beginning of that movie versus at the end of the movie um she's really the same like she she achieved her her goal i guess of, of getting the omega hedron back mm-hmm. but like that's it. She didn't change. She just sort of it goes back to how she was. And she did heroic things along the way, but sort of almost by accident. Um, yeah. yeah it's it, it, even the confrontation with Selena, the Celine, Selena, Celine. Yeah. Um, it, like even her, the confrontation between them is like uh, forced. Like it's obviously yeah. it's so obvious. She's just supposed to be magic wielding Lex Luthor. Yes. Like it's the same type of like, oh, you foiled a thing that I was doing. Yes. And now I hate you. I'm like, interesting, but it doesn't it doesn't ring true because like her character, like Celine's character is rather flawed herself and like she's just like they don't know what they they don't know what they're doing in terms of magic either, no. and they're like the shadows will take care of it. It's it's just flubby science and it's flubby magic, mm-hmm. and the two don't really mix well together right. in the story. Do you I ever don't know. feel? Do you ever feel yeah. like when you when you watch something like that that is sort of? I mean, think of like a mystery science theater three thousand movie, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like the writers or the producers or whomever people behind the people behind those kinds of movies creatively? I kind of feel like it's an insult to the audience's intelligence that they're like, not nothing has to hang together. Nothing really has to make sense because these idiots will take it. We'll watch anything. Yeah, I find that it, insulting. If if that is the uh, the way that people have thought right. about, uh, you know, making these stories, then, yeah, I do find that insulting because, like, if there's something flashy and explosive, then they won't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes that's true. Uh, like, and I, so I, sometimes, like, sometimes, but yeah. But uh, I mean, many people sort of accuse Marvel films, for example, of of being that of being like, oh, flashy, but like they're not really that. Uh, they're not saying yeah, much, they're not, or they're, you're they're sure. you know, they're just they, they deflect with uh, with quips instead of doing anything heartwarming and things like that. Um, but the ma- fact of the matter is, they do tell stories. Like they do have characters that grow and build mm-hmm. on on each other, and you know, over time they uh, and the story usually hangs together it, and like yes, it's so, coherent and yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, if so, you don't enjoy it, that's that's another thing. But it like is a yeah. coherent story that that has a beginning, middle, and end, and has a character arc and all that stuff. This doesn't really have that. No, so like maybe Marvel like takes like maybe issues a lot of coverage, and the actors aren't on the set at the same time, so right, you do a sure. lot of close ups and back and forths, and you know, but and like, but and it's not like you know it wears its theme on its sleeve and whatever else. But you know, truly, they're meant for children. 
most of the time. Like all children's movies do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like that like you don't sit a child down in front of Oh, I don't know. Something that doesn't do that. Lawrence of Arabia. Phantom Thread. You know, like a, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and be like, here, child. Yeah, here, kid. You know, here, enjoy. No one will speak for 30 minutes right. at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's, those movies are for adults. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, they want you to string together your your mind. You have to bring it along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvel's not interested in that. That's not what's going to make the money. That's fine. But they still deliver an entertaining, cohesive product. Yes, exactly. Supergirl doesn't deliver almost any it's, of those things. It's not really entertaining or cohesive. <laughs> no, there are moments of it that are yes. that can be entertaining. Yes, um, when she first arrives on Earth. Yeah. Um, her little like learning to fly. That was a, that scene. was a nice sequence, and and the it's effect, a nice sequence. The, like the flying effects were decent, not as good as like Superman seventy eight. You can, in fact, in one shot you can literally see the wires. Oh, um, I didn't notice that, mm-hmm. but I was watching on my phone a lot. So literally, that's like okay. they didn't even yeah, like you can actually see the wires like gleaming in the sunlight in in, in a couple of shots. Ooh, but that, um, no good. But but that aside, like you know the the flying was actually pretty decent. It's nowhere as bad as like Superman four, which we'll get to soon. Yeah, it might be the next one, actually. Might or be the Swamp next Thing one. 2 might be the next one. Oh, I think Swamp Thing 2 is thing. next, and then... You return to Swamp Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, that's a... Well, I'll look that up before the end of the episode sure. to make sure. But you're right. It's, it's part that... the Not all the effects hold up the way that... But obviously, their budget's not as big. Like, you can just tell. Right. Um, They used all their budget on the set for Argo City yes. and Peter O'Toole. Yes. Like, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, I did find the stuff at school rather amusing. The Linda Lee stuff. Ah, I liked yes. the stuff with the principal. Um, and she like writes the note for Clark Kent, her cousin, and sure. she just knows so much, which is being in Argo City. I know all the time. How does that she know the... Clark Kent is 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 Kala? Like, how know. does she know any of these things? Like, uh... I don't know. It doesn't tell you. And like, there's a difference between the movie letting you figure things out and then not giving like and not presenting characters the opportunity to even know those types of things ahead of time. Right. If she was already on Earth, I would maybe believe that that was true. Sure. But she was a little secluded now, wasn't she? Never left that. Never left that Argo City. Didn't know what a bra was, but knew that Clark Kent is Kal-El. Like, didn't know, Correct. like, you know, all, all kinds of basic things, but knows English. Like, you know, all, That's because all there's things. no undergarments in space, Frank. We know I, I, that because yes. of George Lucas. George Lucas yeah. tells that, yes. there, But there is mm-hmm. gaff tape. Uh, yes, as, there is. As Carrie Fisher uh, told us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that that is, I mean, and that goes back to it not being cohesive, right? Like, it, again, it's just sort of, like, it doesn't need to make sense. It just, it, the kids will find it entertaining. Um, but there's just long stretches where nothing happens. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, like, a, a movie, a movie that is entertaining that, that it doesn't have any substance usually has, like, an action sequence every 10 pages. Sure. And that action sequence might actually be good. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it's, we don't get that or amusing characters right. or anything. Yeah. I do think actually the dynamic between Lucy Lane and Linda Lee is pretty good. Yeah. That's that, not bad. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, it's an interesting way to bring in Lucy Lane. Um, it sure is. Yep. You know, and, and by extension, Jimmy. Um, which which kind of like I it's like it's the interconnected cinematic universe before is. that was really a thing. Christopher Reeve you know? was supposed to make a cameo in the film. Um, was but, he? But didn't. Yeah. So they went with 
It was more have a vague memory of you the, saying that to me back in 2015, 2015 and, I yeah. have for, and I have forgotten that information. So yeah. tell me again why he's not in it. So, uh, I don't recall why he's not in it. It may have been a scheduling conflict. He may have been working on another film um, or it might have been a money thing. Honestly, I don't remember. But um, but it, when he couldn't do it, they got Mark McClure instead. And um, and of course, you see the the poster um, uh, with the, the, the image of, mm-hmm. of Christopher, which is funny, always funny to me because that's literally a poster a promo photo from Superman, the movie, like it's, it's correct. It's, it's just so, uh, sort of meta to me that it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, a, it's essentially a poster for a movie, uh, you know, more or less, um, in this series. So it's kind of, it's kind of always funny to me to see that. But, um, what I also yeah. found weirdly amusing is that like Lucy was like, yeah, my sister's kind of got a thing with Superman yeah, going yeah. on or whatever. And I'm like, but where we left you off in Superman three, that wasn't necessarily entirely true. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I you know it, it was interesting. Also, um, I uh, went back and listened to our interview with Helen Slater, um, oh, she, who was lovely. Oh, she was so lovely. Um, and it's so um, listening back to that interview. You know, I mean, obviously, she even if she has negative thoughts about the, the movie, she's not probably going to share them with us. Um. But she, you know, she was very young. Um, she was like in her, oh gosh, like late, late teens, early twenties when, um, mm. when she did this, and she talked about it with such, you know, excitement still, and such. Um, I, I, I don't think, I didn't get the impression listening back to that interview that she thought they were making a crappy movie. Do you know what I mean? Like there was not, there, there was a feeling of this is a major Hollywood production. This is another sequel to the, you know, blockbuster Superman series. And mm. they were taking it seriously. Like this was meant to be taken seriously. Um, and, and, and at least she made it, she gave us the impression that she took it very seriously. Everyone around her took it very seriously. Wow. What an honor to work with Peter O'Toole, like all that kind of stuff. Um, she was about 18, 19. I, I used okay. my one look up. Cool. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, so it's, it's not like it wasn't, it's not like it was being cranked out like a factory or something, right? Like care mm-hmm. was taken. Um, I just don't know that the people at the wheel knew what they were trying to make. No. And, or, or even how to, it's the story. Truly it's the story. It's the story. Because I wouldn't think like everybody in the movie I find serviceable as like everybody's on par with one another. I mean, Peter O'Toole is better than everybody, but yeah. like, you know, as far as like the cast is concerned, everyone's just kind of doing their best. Like, I don't like Faye Dunaway doing her best. No, she's certainly <laughs> done better. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it, but she's, but she's not, uh, the part is not good. No, you're right. So, it's, not, it's not written well. That's, that's fair. Yeah. No. So, and you got to kind of go with the direction that is given to you yes. in, in, that, in that some is, respects. Yes. That's totally fair. Yeah. So, so no, she's not good, but at least you, you've seen her be good in other things. Yes. Natalie Portman is not good in the prequels. Right. You know, but she is an excellent actress. But that's George Lucas's fault, not Natalie Portman's fault. Right. So that's right. So my point that this is maybe not Faye Dunaway's fault. This is, you know, uh, you know, people behind the camera were not necessarily incredibly interested. Yeah. No, that's true. Point taken. Yeah. 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 It's just. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad that we rewatched it for superhero slapback, and I'm so glad that I will probably never watch it again. Yeah, I don't know when. I, I mean, I don't see why I'd watch it again. Like I, I've watched it. Uh, I mean, 
this is maybe my third, fourth, no more than fifth time seeing it. Um, well, too many times, Frank. Too many times. It's already too many times. And like two of them are for podcasts. So like I'm I'm done now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've had my, I, my I'll, I'll listen to this uh, podcast and the one mm-hmm. we did in 2015 and the interview with Helen Slater if I ever want to relive it. But I don't need to watch the movie. Nope. What what I actually go back to the, the Supergirl show. What I have to commend the show for that the movie kind of got stuck in is making Kara and Supergirl a character to care about. Yeah. Um, because she just kind of floats between stuff, and she's not unlikable by any stretch no, of the imagination. No. Helen Slater is incredibly likable, um, and you do, like, root for her, but she just kind of exists. Yeah. Um, and you don't see her really going anywhere outside of the state of being to which she's already in. Yes. And you also don't really see her change the world around her because there are really two types of interesting characters, ones that stay exactly the same and shift the entire world around them. Like uh, Jack Sparrow, maybe, is a good example of that. The world just revolves around, you know, the world changes because of Jack, but he just remains a constant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have characters that, you know, do have some kind of incline or decline in their characterization, you know, and in what they are capable of and do and the actions that they make. And she's neither of them. Mm -hmm. Like, the world doesn't really change outside of her things. Yeah, she saves the day. Sure, okay, that's fine. Um but she also doesn't change herself, and so she just kind of exists. And so I like that. I mean, I know it's a television show, but even from like the first episode, there's a there's a there's a growth in an arc mm-hmm. to what Kara is interested in and what she's doing, and and you know, and making her two identities um, kind of uh, work yeah. to for the audience. And um, yeah, this 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 script did not allow. Helen Slater to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I agree. I kind of wonder what they might have done if 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 this had gotten a sequel. Like, what would the next adventure be? Like, would they have gotten you know her, her to team up with with Superman? Would they like what would a sequel to to this movie have have looked like? Truly, if I had to be really cynical about yeah, it, sure. she'd find a way to lose her powers, and then she'd have to be human, and then she'd be like. Oh no! Wait, no. The powers are who I am. I must have them again. And then maybe she punches somebody into a pinball machine or something. And then call, <laughs> you know, and then calls it a day. <laughs> Supergirl, no more. Um, yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the Superman two is a. That's a. We follow that. We've seen that format in other yeah. superhero movies before, and I think because Supergirl obviously follows Superman one to an extent in its format and formula, then I I think it would just follow Superman two in some way she goes to the phantom zone in this maybe they like bring something from the phantom zone Mm. out or there's some argo city terrorist that like comes out of nowhere or sure something something you know dark side complete um (laughs) uh yeah no it's yeah that's that's a yeah that that's actually a very very good guess that they would that they might have just done a a superman 2 um use that as, as a template Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that, or, or they might, you know, look at, at who her comic book, um, uh, who her rogues gallery is, so to speak, and probably do a very poor version of that. It's possible though. This is not the era in which they were taking rogues gallery. It's true. People. I mean, I mean you, you do have Lex and you do have, uh, Zod, but, um, but Zod is a movie creation. He's not a comic creation. 
Oh, really? Or he's a he's a comic creation, but he was like a one off yes. in the fifties. They, they they yes yes yeah. Ur- Ursa yeah. and Non certainly are are That's, movie yeah. creations absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Zod was like a one and done like, yeah, and we've yeah. never seen him ever again. And that and so in the movie made him important, right? Um, and so maybe we would see that again. I could also see Mixapilic being a villain mm. in this like because they like went with this weird combo of magic and um science fiction that is interesting i i kind of wonder if they did magic like it, like superman 78 is like what's his one weakness it's kryptonite so it's like that's going to be sort of one of the mm. things that, that's rooted in it right do you think that they even knew that like the other weakness is magic or, or i wonder if they even knew that and that's why they made magic such a oh. big part of this or if it was just a coincidence you know I wonder if, if they took that from comics, knowing that, oh, okay, like, it looks like in Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, or, you know, in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, magic seems to be one of his uh, weaknesses, so let's do something with that. I wonder if that's where they where they got that, or if it was just coincidence. That's very perceptive of you. I'm not sure, because I don't know when Superman being more susceptible to being hurt by magic came into play. I think in the I'm Bronze say, Age, that gonna, was already a thing. Like I'm going to give them credit, and I'm going to say that, yes, that's yeah. what they were doing. I, I really hesitate to give them credit. <laughs> well, if I, I felt that was it. really hard... I felt I was really harsh on these people Fair. who were making a movie, which Fair. is very hard to do. Yeah. Make it like it's a tiny miracle every time a movie is made, even if it's not good. So, I, uh, yeah, I've seen so many like documentaries and stuff like the um, I think there's a documentary called like Look Up in the Sky, um, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is on, that one. on HBO Max and stuff. It, came, yep. it originally was on like DVDs for the Superman movies. Um, it's excellent. It's excellent. Excellent documentary history of 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 the character. Um and I, from that and other documentaries, I've really got a picture of the Salkinds, um, mm. and and I really dislike them based on what I know. Word. <laughs> so if that came out in my talking about them, that, that that's why. Um, but well, I mean, that that documentary is great, and 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 some other like DVD featurettes and stuff too will give you a a, a picture. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, it's not it's not a great movie. Um, but period, period, but, but, uh, Helen Slater is earnest as, as can be, um, she commits, she turns in one of the best performances in the film, honestly, like as much as she wasn't given much to work with, I think she turns in one of the best acting performances, like working with what she was given. I agree. I believe her. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, um, if the movie was better, she could have had like a, I think a, a huge career ahead mm-hmm. of her. Um, not that she didn't have a, a fruitful one, but uh, you know, it could have, it could have escal- it could have um, catapulted her. Yep. And uh, and so um, I have to admire her for trying. Absolutely. Um, even yeah. especially at the age that she is, if she's eighteen, nineteen, like I've yeah. seen eighteen, nineteen year olds act. She good. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, like you can yeah. see why she got the part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Frank. Um, but why don't you tell the people where they can find us? You can find us uh, over at BeerRuthGeeks.com. You can find our other shows at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can support us at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. A buck a month uh, is a great way to support us and uh, help us to uh, keep making this podcast and others. 
You can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on, on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and, and you can subscribe in any podcast app. Uh, and uh, you can uh, find us on, on Twitter at Beer with Geeks. Um, yeah, that's, uh, those, are, those are basically the places to find us. I will say uh, as a note that I just did find that Look Up in the Sky film is actually the whole thing is on DC's official YouTube channel. So I will link that in the show oh, as well nice. if anyone wants to watch it. But nice. Excellent documentary, and you can watch it for free. So there you go. Well, we should have watched that instead of this. But Honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we would have gone out of order completely. It would have thrown off our entire groove. But yes, we should mm-hmm. have watched mm-hmm. this instead. Yeah. Um, before we um, we completely jump off, we should um, say what we're watching next, which I actually thought I had listed uh, here. And I don't. I thought I had that tab open. So never mind. I'm not going to tell you pretty sure it's the return of swamp thing though like 99 percent sure return of swamp thing is 1989 superman 4 off the dome is 1987 Ooh, so looks so... like quest for peace is up next okay quest for peace oh my gosh sarah douglas is in return of swamp thing and she's oh, really yeah she's ursa uh, ursa yeah, yeah. All right, that's fun. Well, isn't that fun? Okay, yeah. yeah, now now we're excited. All right, well, Quest for Peace is up next, and we'll, that means we'll, that'll be our last piece of Superman until 2005. Yeah. We've got a lot of movies to go through before we get back to many, Superman. Many, many movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Frank, it's been lovely. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>